0: Welcome to the Filipino Garage Podcast. The guest today is Joshua Laurel. He is a student right now at UC Berkeley, the homie. He was, as we talk in this episode, my roommate in the Summer Abroad program we did in the Philippines at University of the Philippines Deleman in Quezon City. And we chop it up about love in the philippines about historical revisionism that's going on in the philippines about our study abroad experience about his uh kind of thoughts and experiences as an immigrant and also now his plans moving forward and all the good shenanigans so please listen um give us your thoughts through instagram facebook also there is a new google form that you can actually hit up kuyacris.com slash comment and give all your comment suggestions there also there's a support page right now kuyacris.com slash support and i'll be talking more about it at the end of this podcast so thank you for listening check it out much love peace and welcome to the filipino garage my friend Thank you for coming, Joshua Laurel. What's up? What's up? <laughs> um, remember, uh, oh, let me bump up your mic a little bit. Um, introduce yourself. You are now a fourth year. Yeah, I'm a fourth year now. You're a fourth year at? At UC Berkeley. UC Berkeley. Yeah. And this summer, we actually went together as part of a larger group to the Philippines um, as part of the Berkeley Study Abroad, right? Yeah. We were roommates we were, Oh yeah, we were roommates uh, We actually had a lot of uh, love conversations uh, Shout out if people want love advice Josh actually gives some pretty good love advice I'm an expert, I took a class on that What do you mean? <laughs> you took a class on love? Oh yeah, on relationships or something?
1: Like nah, modern? Just, yeah, just on online dating
0: <laughs> Re- uh, at, at Cal? Yeah And then they did, like, the, like, the historical, like, the evolutionary, like, things, psychology and stuff. Yeah, I think you were, like, trying to give me advice one time about how my online dating profile is supposed to look (laughs) and stuff.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to have different kinds of pictures on your Tinder profile, like, one's supposed to be, like, by yourself, with a group of friends, one's supposed to be, like, adventurous. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I need to up my. I deleted my Tinder. Though. <laughs> Somebody told me they saw your profile.
0: <laughs> me? No, no, they
1: didn't. That's lies. I'm not discoverable. <laughs> so you just put it on pause. <laughs> just kidding. I deleted
0: it. I feel like it was it was uh getting me to a point of like unhealthy, like just swiping, like. I'll just be here, and there's da-da-da-da-da. Rather than, like, building actual like relationships with some of the folks i already know yeah uh or going out into like do yoga or do like some event whatever yeah uh and i'm just there i mean it was it's useful for certain things right (laughs) um but once you if you're looking for something else there's or if you're looking for a more tangible relationship there are more efficient ways to get that yeah, right? sure. Yeah, uh, in different spaces. Yeah. Uh, but I won't cap on it.
1: Um, <laughs> I actually wrote a research paper on that, like my second year on Tinder, on, about like online dating. But it's kind of more like a surface level on like why maybe you shouldn't really use it if you're looking for like a serious relationship. <laughs>
0: oh, so during your second year in college, you wrote this paper. Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, what did what was your finding and <laughs> your thesis and all?
1: It was more just like, because um, the more you swipe, the more you're just like, what What are you really looking for in a person? Like sometimes it just really tricks your brain and confuses it more on like specific features, you know. The
0: I have this discussion with some folks sometimes where it's like critiquing me of why I am only looking at the physicality of folks, uh-huh. right? The aesthetics, right? But then, is that bad? Do you think that's bad?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> like I have, I have certain expectations or like standards in a sense. But some people would maybe say that's bad-ish,
1: right? Like you should
0: look more for the
1: personality and all. That's what like, a lot of people say. But you know, a lot of people also really just look for the features first and. So i try to get to know the person. You know, actually it was about like um, in the Stone Age, er- Stone, um, Stone Age era, it was like guys already look for like the fit girls. Yeah. This is from my class. This is what we learned. And then, you know why? Because it's basically a sign that they're not pregnant already. You know, they're like healthy because they want to have offsprings that are healthy, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. That's why... That's why the class was called um, um, Modern Love Ancient Brains because literally how we think of like partners hasn't really changed since like the Stone Age, you know?
0: It's like that idea that our bodies are still um, like physiologically the same as we was, what, like 10,000 years ago or something like that. Interesting. Uh. (laughs) I have more to learn in this life um, because I was actually thinking that um uh I wrote this thing once where I was playing Tinder on hard mode by putting on uh, my profile five four
1: Hard mode Hard mode <laughs> like the difficulty level yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> When you put five four <laughs> you, know, you gotta but you know you can still Where did you find out? <laughs> that my matches went less, but your boy can still win sometimes. <laughs> especially if you're um in an area with shorter people. <laughs> but anyway, uh what I uh well this is quite the segue. <laughs> No, oh, because we were in the Philippines. There, I was wondering why. Uh, for some reason, my mind blanked out a little bit why we were talking about this. But we were in the <laughs> Philippines, right? We talked a lot about relationships and um, a lot. Hey, this is also a uh, perspective I want to get your opinion too on. All right. Do you feel that there's a difference between. Dating, big love in the Philippines, Philippine context with America, uh, with American context, or like say Filipino versus Filipino American. Because little background context for folks, you actually was born in the Philippines, grew yep. up in the Philippines, moved here when you were like 12. 12? Yeah, I moved here when I was 12. And then your first year of school here was freshman No, 7th grade. 7th grade, grade. okay. So you did whole elementary Philippines,
1: then you did- Yeah, I graduated 6th grade in the Philippines. That was back then when they still didn't have seven and 8th grade. And then after like two years, that's when they had seven and 8th grade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you moved here and then you started 7th, 8th grade here. 7th, 8th
1: grade, yeah.
0: Uh, Shout out to your uh, high school, San Bernardino. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. Uh, And then you- uh, did your Now you're in your Fourth year of college At Berkeley right yep. Okay cool Good context there But what's the difference That you see
1: Oh man Because um.
0: I, I remember us having some conversations <laughs> We watched like Some of those Wedding videos yeah. They go hard In the Philippines <laughs> With these wedding videos bro. Yeah, they for sure do <laughs> And then Some of the Um Filipino movies, you have some good recommendations On Filipino movies like Alone uh, Together, still have to watch that. I just got a video, uh, somebody sent me a video for that movie you recommended me. Oh, the uh, Hello Love Goodbye that came out like yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. summer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So I'm about to watch that. Oh, that movie's really good. You should watch it. <laughs> okay. So this guy, this guy got all the recommendations, but what do you just see a as little. a difference? Um <laughs> Side note I am sick also, so
1: if you y'all hear like like that, I know. <laughs> Don't bad. get me sick. Um, the difference. Damn. So I would say that. Um, I feel like when I moved here, I feel like a lot of relationship was like based on sex, you know, Uh. not more on the relationship itself. Like, you know, getting to know the person, like, especially when I moved to like San Bernardino, you know, like a lot of people already there, like even seventh grade, like they're already talking about all those things. And um, I would say like in the Philippines with more of like a conservative country, you know, Um, not a lot of people even talk about that, especially when you're trying to get into a relationship, you know? Um, And you've had
0: Actually throughout the years I've known you Relationships In both sides of the world <laughs> But what I do what I do notice, I think what you were saying, I remember when we were talking once, it's like there's an emphasis on the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Right? Between the two people, more so, at least f- from your experience when yeah. you are in the Philippines. Like, what does the connection look like? Uh, rather than. Like in your case, and what you were just saying, like the emphasis on sex, or what you get out of the relationship, right, right, or whether that's even like, oh, what, what, what are you gonna be doing in like two, three years? I yeah, yeah, it's
1: very like um, future focus. It's not here in the U.S. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like, what's your LinkedIn profile?
1: Yeah like, yeah, like what, do, what do you do? How much do you earn already? I mean, I mean, some cases there's still some of that in the Philippines, you know, like, yeah, you know. mga kind of is a different context but uh you know i just feel like it is more on the vibe like the connection that you really want to get to know the person first um and you know through the struggle like it's i feel like it's just more like i want to get to know you before we even get deeper to like other stuff
0: interesting that's that uh the legal yeah yeah, yeah
1: maybe it's because of that you know yeah, you wanna explain legal? What does legal mean? Legal is basically when you court someone. You so back in the old days, you know, you, you used to go outside their house, sing, um, uh, uh. harana, yep yep, um, and then probably uh, you have to ask the parents first, I think, for permission to to make legal. I mean, but in some movies, they just do it out of nowhere, and then it's whether up to the girl whether they want to pursue the guy or not
0: yeah and then there's like terms that have come out of that is like the synagogue right yes. it's like you'll answer yeah. them like and that's become like a general even colloquial slang of like oh are you answering his yeah. like courtship his legal yeah. like will you to be a thing yeah right and then <laughs>
1: and I think that's where also MU come from I think mutual understanding yeah because then you know when you when you say yes to Liga, like, oh, you already have like that mutual understanding, like, oh, like that we're moving on to the next level. Don't oh, you think I never so?
0: really understood <laughs> MU. I thought MU. Well, it's kind like no of like
1: no label yet, you know?
0: Yeah. Like I thought MU was more of like, yeah, there's the mutual understanding. Y'all are kind of a thing or getting towards. Yeah. There, yeah. Or maybe all are hooking up and like, like there's a mutual understanding that this is this like that. It's like, A general kind of feeling that there's something without having to specify it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and what what I'll say is, I definitely feel the energy comes out more in the Philippines, the Ligao energy comes out at least for me when i'm there in the philippines i don't know why but i feel a little bit more uh
1: more like oh i can make it feel more rooted that's why <laughs> so you go back to culture. your you go back to your roots and then you're like yeah i gotta make this league go to this one girl first yeah
0: <laughs> and, and something i don't know maybe it's also i'll have to say it's, there's a culture in the philippines that's a little bit more with all the movies that are so like yeah hell almost all the filipino movies are just romance movies right yeah. majority like romance yeah. movies
1: uh yeah it's definitely in the culture because even the telenovelas like um, yeah. that's like part of the culture watching telenovelas at night and literally all of them are about romance so i wonder why I wonder why, like
0: I have no research, no thesis yeah. on, like things like sources. But I really wonder why that uh is like a part of the culture so strong. Because we have of the, the word
1: for it. We have kilig. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, right? Like that feeling of yeah. uh giddiness and like almost how would, like butterflies in your stomach, like yeah, yeah. type feeling, right? With kilig But there's no
1: direct translation. No, for it. no. Yeah.
0: what's funny is my family just did the 23andMe, uh-huh. and then what 23andMe does is under each category of uh, like ethnic group. Right. Uh, once you click it, it encourages you discover more about your side. Like, and even will connect to Airbnb for like trips and yeah. stuff. And then once the Filipino one popped up, there was like learn the language. And the first one was kilig, and then it was trying, to, it was giving a definition and all that about yeah. like there's no direct translation word, but you can try to describe like that giddiness and that love feeling. That's
1: interesting. Twenty right? three and Me has that. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I guess they're trying to expand uh, different yeah. ways to integrate, like people yeah. rediscovering their thing. <laughs> Bro, my dad just did it, and then. He found out that there's trace DNA of like 0.2%. All right, 0.2. That's not even 0.5. 0.2% of Ashkenazi Jew, right? And <laughs> then he's like... And now he's making a whole joke about it. My brother's saying, yo, we can finally claim European ancestry. And all that. I'm like, bro, it says 99% Filipino. <laughs> Why are you looking at this like the Ashkenazi's Jew? But it was interesting <laughs> they- <laughs> where it does say... Right, bro. I might be more. Isn't that more Jewish than uh, Elizabeth Warren is Native American? <laughs> <laughs> So they
1: really, they really want to go for the <laughs> European yeah, culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, I just knew uh, What's it called? My dad's a jokester, so yeah. uh, now I know he's gonna have hella jokes about that.
1: Now just because damn, of but that. he came out ninety-nine percent Filipino.
0: Uh, maybe like ninety-four, like ninety-four. That. There was like some Chinese, like that. Yeah. but that majority is just like really ilocos. Like and it's cool now. It shows Filipino and then under Filipino, it'll break down like seven regions where you're most likely from. And yeah. then his and my lolas over there on his side, all Ilocos. Okay. And then was well, cool as I did my. Uh, Lola, the one over here who just passed, uh, R.I.P. Uh, much love. Um, but hers showed Eastern Visayas, and so like it shows a little differences. And then what's cool about hers is we saw she was like sixty percent Filipino, then forty percent Chinese because she had um, like I think one of her parents was Chinese, and also it's actually pretty cool. Like doing the 23andMe. I didn't, I didn't did. do that. Huh? <laughs> it's expensive though. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, the, bro. But one time they went on sale and it was like yeah, 50, yeah. 60 bucks yeah. like that. I, I haven't done it personally yet. I don't want to give my genetic information to Yeah, me, yeah.
1: I'm a public health major. So a lot of my class actually encourages you to try 23andMe so you can actually see your Oh, yeah? They yeah, they encourage your generic you variability it? and see, you know, well, uh, what how susceptible you are to like certain yeah.
0: diseases. Yeah, yeah. To the health things. Um, yep. But I did meet this one guy who uh, is studying and working at UCSF, uh-huh. right? And his research is in genetic research, genome projects, things like that, right? Um, and then he, when I was talking to him, he doesn't want to do any of the 23 of me. Yeah, yeah. Because he has more as a, like genetic privacy, right? And I was like, damn, as a person who's working in it, in the field doing
1: research in the field he doesn't want to do it and no it really tells you a lot a lot more sometimes a lot more than you want to know um yeah yeah, we had we studied cases of that where it was just like people found out that they're more like prone to like heart disease and you know it really changed their whole lifestyle it could it could even lead to more hypochondriacs yeah right like and something can give you anxiety that just like It's just in the back of your brain. Oh, if I do this, things, it's going to cost this. On
0: the flip side, there are anecdotes of people finding things about their genetic information and then flipping up their health for the better. Like I was reading up on Reddit of like, oh, I didn't know I had this disposition towards some illness. And then they found out their parent has it and they have to, they switched up their whole life in terms of health approaches and things like that. But there's actual now legal legal genetic counselors like people who are yeah, actually yeah. like trained to look into it more so than just like a website Right, so I think there there's some cool stuff about that. I might get it for my dad, just so I can <laughs> hold it over him. Like, bro, that's why you have to work out. I tell this guy to work out all the time, but he doesn't. Shout out, I'm airing food's out your laundry. <laughs> the food's too good in the
1: Philippines. It really is. All right, all right, back to the
0: Philippines. Uh, can you just give me a context? Well, uh, what are you studying at Cal? Like, what do you usually do? Work. I know you're part of some orgs, but just give me a like a quick rundown so that. Uh, we can get a context of you as a student going back to the Philippines.
1: Um, so I'm a, so again, I'm a fourth year public health major. Um, and I think I'm going to be double majoring in C's because I just went to advising last week. And I'm like four classes away. Really? Yeah. Because of all the classes <laughs> to take? all the Filipino classes that I took. Um, so I am a major, not a minor. As a major. Really? Yeah. As a major. And I uh, have a pretty vacant spring semester so far. So. Damn. Yeah. So it'll be public health entities. Yeah, South and Southeast Asian.
0: But that actually works into the field that you want to get into where it's very community health Yeah, based, community right? health
1: based. Right. Cool. Um, uh, I've been part of different organizations on campus, um, PASS, Filipino um, Ameri- Philippine Academic Student Services, um, Bridges Multicultural um, Center. Um, right now, I'm part of APERG, Asian American Pacific Islander Health Research Group. Um, I'm one of the Coordinators overlooking like every our court members. does that? What does APERC do? Like uh, we research do, projects? We do a lot of research to our community, we do a lot of advocacy work. Um, so, in the fall, we do a lot of our research with the cohort. So, I'm just like facilitating a decal right now and teaching them how to do research methodologies, um, different um, community health services, things like that. Um, but we also have service project like the bone marrow drive, because, um, if you didn't know API, we have a loan number in the bone marrow registry. Um, so we're really trying to increase that just in case, um, we need people to donate. you all use be my match. Yeah. Be the match. Be the or, match. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Yeah. What was your question again? <laughs> Cool. Okay.
0: So just in general, that's what you've been active in, yeah, in this yeah. last uh, three to now fourth year, right? Yeah. What uh, pulled you towards wanting to do a study abroad experience and then... Uh, specifically sp- Study abroad In the Philippines Because this was actually The first year They did A study abroad Through UC Berkeley right. uh, For s- undergrad students To the
1: Philippines Right Partnered with uh, UP Deliman Right Yeah Um I would say that Like Throughout Ever since I went to school In the US I hated history Oh really? Yeah I hated history Because <laughs> it was just like So freaking boring You know <laughs> And then not until college when I actually started taking Filipino classes, I started teacher Joyce, started taking teacher Joyce classes about like Philippines history, um, about colonization. I was really into it. But then it goes back to like, you know, once you learn about your history, you're more interested in it. Um, so I got really into taking her classes, the contemporary narratives, um, the myths and legends, things like that. So I was like, why not, Go to the Philippines and actually learn from like professors there uh, yeah Cause, uh. so I was part of the class that she was still planning the class um, I was in her advanced Filipino class and then she was asking us like oh what should we title the class what should we do um so we were kind of part of like the planning committee of like the study abroad program because she was yeah you, know, you know what what do the students want to come like get out of it mm. so yeah. That really makes
0: me think of the whole movement for ethnic studies going on right now, where there's actually a bill, some folks are going up to Sacramento uh, to advocate for a bill to be passed, so there's more ethnic studies in high school, high school, right throughout the whole state. And it sounds like that you weren't really engaged in history until something that was actually relevant and pertinent to you as a person, right, especially as an immigrant, and knowing about like Filipino American history and all that, right. so that's what drew drew you yeah, into yeah. like the study abroad experience. Were you thinking of doing
1: just general study abroad before? I was thinking about it, but I don't know. I kind of just like being around Asia,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> you know? do the classic not do Europe, like, Europe, the, yeah, Spain, European
1: like that, yeah, countries. And also um, for context, um, I was like, I would be. Killing two birds in one stone, because my family are still in the Philippines. My mom and my uh, sister, uh, my niece, my nephew, um, and then because before my before my second year in college, I didn't see them for almost seven years.
0: Dad, wait, wait, wait. Before your second year of college, you didn't see them for seven years. Yeah, seven years. So, because when you immigrated here, you immigrated with my dad. Just you and your dad? Yeah, me and my dad. Okay. And then we live
1: with my grandparents.
0: Why did, why wasn't your mom, why didn't she come along?
1: Um, It's through like immigration, how immigration works, because my dad was petitioned single. Oh, um, okay. Were then- they legally
0: married in the Philippines? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I th- that's what happened with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dad like my mom and dad weren't legally married in the philippines my mom was petitioned yep. single as well and then uh she was able to come with
1: her two kids yeah uh because we were under 18, 18 but he yeah wasn't. same thing yeah 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 but it took like i think 13 or 17 years yeah yep, um, yep. and then right when the papers process it was like a year-long process it was very fast for me because I was only in sixth grade and then they're like asking me oh do you want to go with your dad in the states and then or do you want to stay and I'm just like oh shit I'm about to make a life-changing decision <laughs> you know <laughs> At 12 years old <laughs> or 11 years old <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah back to what we're talking about I wanted to see my family because I didn't really see them for seven years straight you know, like we were low income. We, we, we couldn't really afford to just keep going back in the Philippines. I mean, we did go back my second year of college. And then after that, I started working. So I was able really to fund my, my expenses traveling back and forth. So after that, I just traveled three more times.
0: To yeah. the Philippines. Yeah, and to so the Philippines. This, so also the study abroad was an additional opportunity to Yeah, to see, see family, family. Yeah. again. Okay. So once you got there- all right, yeah. let's dive into this. This is the study abroad report back from Joshua Laura. <laughs> All right, uh, once you got there, uh, we started off at UP De La Man yeah. Right. What were your initial first experiences, first um, impressions of going to UP Diliman? For context, UP Diliman is known as one of the top, yeah. as the top public university in, in the, the Philippines, Philippines, right? And renowned, and a lot of strong um, advocacy and activism comes out of that campus. And so, the context of our class. Could you give a little uh, overview of the context of our class? Since you were in the in the class with Tita Joy about naming it yeah uh, it was like narratives of
1: uh, Philippines history narratives and traditions um, and also of resistance about, uh, of res- and resistance yeah. Yeah. so it would be basically taking into account like what happened in the past um, and reflecting back to what is happening now um, with the political that it's happening in the philippines and then you know what's going to happen in the future so i think that's why it's really there's different avenues like of topics during our program like it wasn't just about politics it wasn't just about history it was also about dance art um economics you know what what impacted you in the first
0: like few weeks that that stands out on you I remember one specific moment uh, that as your roommate, I remember, but let's, uh, well, I want to uh, get your input, like on your side, what from your memory stands out at, in a study abroad context like that, As especially taking into account you're coming from uh, the US having already grown up your kind of formative years yeah. here, right? Middle school, high school, very formative years, going to a top, public university here in the US at Berkeley right Uh, and then now going
1: back home and then studying there Um, from the first class (laughs) I just felt like I knew what this was about, but I really didn't. Because <laughs> once those um, professors started speaking, it was just so much context, so much information. And it was honestly really hard to just absorb all those information at once. Yeah, yeah. And we'd usually get two lectures a day. So it was just like, I haven't even processed the first one and we're already on to the n- next one. Yeah. and. I remember being the first lecture about like literally pure history and this guy was just going off on like what happened in the 16th century, 17th century, 18th century, like just on the top of his head. Like, I mean, I get it. Like you're a professor, like you teach that basically mostly every day, but you know, it just flows really well. A lot of the professors here at Berkeley, you know, they still have to look at their notes. I mean, they're experts, but it just sometimes doesn't flow as well. So, like, I
0: remember just being impressed in terms of the depth of uh, the history, especially within a Filipino studies context, right? Right. Even the discussion of the difference between Philippine studies in the Philippines by Filipinos and then Philippine studies from a European lens or a Western lens of, Mm -hmm. like, studying the other, right and like almost looking at them like behind cages or behind like like observational like that yeah right and then i was really thinking like damn you cannot get this level of depth into these topics
1: in the u.s there's no way there's no access to
0: any of these folks
1: yeah and remember them saying like learning it In Filipino too Is really way different Than learning in English Mm. Do you remember that? When somebody said like Yeah, when You're writing about things About the Philippines It should be in Filipino Uh. Because then Who is it supposed to be for? The Filipinos or you know that's true they're not, they're speakers
0: Yeah, but even like <laughs> i'll admit even if i can speak tagalog my writing and reading of tagalog is shit yeah like it's, it's gone like i've i picked up the basic books and i'm glad i have some like just the poem books like to because yeah. it's simpler a little bit wording than the actual literature right. or academic tagalog books right but I, I can feel that i can feel that but Bro, bro, even being in the Philippines still brought out more of the Tagalog, and I loved it. Right, I was always wearing my tank tops because
1: it was, hot. <laughs> it was, it was so really hot. hot. It, <laughs> it was, was so really hot. It was really hot and humid.
0: I was sweating every day when we were just before class, just getting pancet Canton. <laughs> you I take was the sweating. Jeep? Oh my god! Yeah, there was like those first few days where yeah. we took the jeep, and I was already just sweating. The just first day the- we
1: walk, remember? It was like a tour and orientation, and we literally walked basically the whole campus when it was like a tour of like oh this is the university health services this is where you do your laundry this is where you oh, need yeah. to get your so. <laughs> when you're cash there's an atm machine here it was so it was like in the middle of the day well wait i don't think i was there was i there yeah you were there from the first day we didn't miss class oh, <laughs> we forget. we had a 100% attendance oh yeah
0: yeah 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 cool um so what I remember from you specifically was when we visited uh, Lila Pilipina, yeah. the organization for the comfort women right. in the Philippines, and then them talking about uh, the removal of the s- statues commemorating the comfort women, right? Yeah. about how there was pressure from the Japanese government to remove these statues. Uh, one was in a public place, one was in a private uh location, right? And then I think you said like whoa it really hit you at that moment the impact the the fact that these other countries and governments still have control True, of what's going on, right, right. of the, the what's going on in the Philippines, of even private individuals and their choice to put up a statue commemorating yeah. these women, right? Or pointing out the atrocities committed by uh, the Japanese soldiers during World War II right right? and then I remember you having this like this livid moment where you were like bro yeah like what the fuck like it's still they have control it's like
1: modern day colonialism yeah neocolonialism basically you know no I was actually pretty upset like when we went there like a lot of people were crying but I was more mad than anything I was just pissed Mm. i was like how is this even possible you know i thought we we're trying to be an independent country we're trying to you know be like do everything on our own but then you're still gonna let some other country tell you one little thing hey take off that thing in your room mm. bro i
0: was looking at the photos that zach posted right and then when we were in lila pilipina i saw pictures of um, myself i was just so pissed I was- even while listening to uh, one of the lolas, my eyebrows were all furrowed yeah. and just like I was like, "Damn, do I look like that?" But I'm thinking, yeah. like, I just look pissed, right? But it is those. I think it's good that we see that.
1: Yeah, it's good that we were able to visit. One thing that I remember from that was me and Quiero Mel. Shout out to Quiero Mel. Um, He was talking about historical revisionism, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I think that was a key word that really, like, uh, I remember and stood out to me. Because just imagine, like, our history. Like, first one, Comfort Woman wasn't even mentioned in a lot of history books. Like, even in the Philippines, not a lot of people know who they are. Give a rundown right now for folks who might not know who the
0: Comfort Women are.
1: Comfort Women are... During the World War Two, there's this comfort woman. They're basically girls, um, ladies, uh, that the that the military used for their own pleasure, and they even had um, what do you call this? Um, they even had made sure that they didn't have like STDs and stuff. So they even had their own clinics for the comfort women, um, and then these comfort women basically would have sex like at least probably ten times with one and it's 10 times in a day with like different military men you know and this was during world war ii yeah the japanese, japanese
0: occupation ocupi- yeah. of the philippines yeah and so i think the story was this narrative was not told yeah all the way until like 1992 some sometime around that time when one it was of pretty it's pretty late it's
1: pretty late like
0: pretty hella late what's that 50 years. Yeah. Right? Almost 50 years because 45, 47, right? All the way until 1992, yeah. right? Until because of the shame associated right. with it, right? No one uh, wanted to speak on it.
1: And it wasn't until the article came out by yeah. one of the one of the Lolas and then, you know, others got really encouraged to, yeah. um, to just come out and tell their stories. I mean, I, I get the point that it was very shamef- shameful, quote, unquote, you know, but yes. man... <laughs> It just pissed me off, like really. Why do not a lot of people know about these things? And then there's no support too. uh,
0: Yes, yes, yes. From the government. Majority of them are already have passed on already, and right, a lot of them are already in their late what 80s, something like that. Yeah. Um, and there's at least. There are some folks, like the folks who were on uh, the last episode of this, Kudazers, uh, mm-hmm. two of them, Iris and Hughes, they're actually in a production in February uh, that is commemorating Lila Pilipina right. and the and the Lolas,
1: right? So there's still a push in little circles. There, there's, I just saw news about that recently, yeah. Of the, of the show? No, not of- about the show, but the commemoration of the Lolas. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I know there are some. There's one or two like little statues, and uh, here in San Francisco, mm. actually, uh, that people
1: have advocated for, and yeah. in different places. I'm not exactly sure, but at least there is. There up. is one here in San Francisco. And I think San Francisco was just like, nope, we're we're not gonna let you tell us what to do to Japan to the Japanese embassy. Yep, yep. that's what they did. So that's good, and it's just I I think. There are
0: a lot of those lessons that came out of community visits, right? and especially from the perspective that we were all Cal students, Mm -hmm. right, coming to the Philippines, and then kind of getting the opportunity to hear the perspective from these both community members and also the academics, like Mm -hmm. the professors and all that, right, and... It was it was really, at least for me, I, I'll i agree that sometimes it was a little much in terms of all the info coming. I still have to re-listen to all the voice memos I've made. There was so much packed into, it was just a month, right? Like five weeks? Was it five technically weeks. five weeks? It was five weeks. And then every day, one, Monday to Friday, for the most part, there's like one uh like field trip uh, uh yeah usually two field trips a week one two field trips a week and all then all the other days for lecture, two lectures two lectures a day right. how do you feel about up delaman what's the vibe that you get at
1: all um it was very berkeley <laughs> like really? yeah mm-hmm. i mean you know you'd see a lot of activists just on campus um you know, you'd see a lot of people getting really involved in different orgs. Um, we were in the College of Arts, Arts and Letters, right? Yeah. Cal.
0: Cal. Not Cal. <laughs> perfectly.
1: Yeah, yeah, since we were from Cal. But um, you see a lot of people dedicating their time in like doing theater work. Uh-huh. Um, and they would even use that for activism. You know, they would go to these rallies, act out different um, scenes and stuff.
0: One of the girls we met... Um, Working student, uh, and also uh, an activist. She works with the Save Our School campaign and then now with the uh, Bakwit Nalumad, right? We're there and has to like travel fucking three hours to go back home every day, bro. I was just I was like, whoa, 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 wait. She wakes up like before five mm-hmm. just to commute three hours, uh and to go to her first class like at 8 i'm like what the fuck bro i would wake up like 15 minutes before my 9:30 class at berkeley bro and yeah. i already considered that early like so at least in terms of uh that privilege check too of like yeah. yo yo man we have it good out here in berkeley we, we even have, it- have berkeley time <laughs> <we even laughs> to have- go to class true you know? <laughs> we have berkeley time the 10 minute 10 minutes right? Yeah, if ten, I minutes, right? Yeah. 10 minutes past the listed time on the on the schedule is when the class actually starts yeah right we have it good in berkeley that's why um Segueing into like reflections right like yeah it really makes me it really um kind of cements that lesson of like really checking what you complain about yeah right i know that there are issues in berkeley like especially for uh low income working class folks uh na- the filipino community right we say three percent such a small um popular demographic on campus that's not uh, re- kind of representative of california and the filipino population mm-hmm. right but we have it good in in terms of access in terms of the campus in terms of the classes and even shit financial aid since i yep. was low income with just financial aid to pay for things right right like but I think that's that's a very important perspective, especially for Filipino Americans at Cal to yeah. be able to have that perspective and experience. Yeah. Right, what it's like to be in UP. No, right? yeah, what, no, what's yeah your, definitely, what's your I
1: definitely about? agree. Like even being low income at Cal, I still felt so freaking privileged. Literally, when I came back, I didn't even want to go outside. I didn't want to do anything. <laughs> I was just like trying to absorb everything that I just heard. I, you know, what I learned and Man, when I went to the campus and started looking at people, I'm like, damn. Everyone here is way richer than the people in the Philippines. Like, they for sure have more than what they need, you know? Like, we went to communities that barely had anything. Like, they were on their feet for like 12 hours, barely had any lunch break, barely had any food to eat, you know? And I still think I still think about that to this day. Every time I work, I'm just like, oh, there's other people in this world that have it worse. And what I'm doing is way easier than what they're doing. Um, And sometimes that's why I would work like hella hours in a day, even though I have like classes. Like this past few days, I worked 6 a.m. even though I had like class until 10 p.m. You know, I was like, oh, this is still nothing to what the people that I saw was going through. And like, um, like you said, um, I think her name is Micah, right? Yeah, yeah, Micah. Shout out to Micah. <laughs> I don't want to drop the name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we she's doing it. good work she's for the community.
1: I I feel like she deserves the credit. You know, she's she, really yeah, yeah. doing a lot for the for the Lumads and save the schools. And no, I really like you know, shout out to her for doing all that stuff. Yep, Cause yep. I even. Kind of, I don't want to put her on blast, but uh, she was taking Claire Mel's class, um, but she couldn't take because she's doing doing this work. And Claire Mel was like, "No, it's okay because you know she's actually doing what we're supposed to be learning." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for me to, to, like for him to see her doing that instead of like taking the class, I feel like it's more impactful for her. So.
0: And I loved it when people were introducing themselves. She go uh, one uh, one of the questions is when you'll graduate, graduation year. Yeah, and she goes, "I'm graduating in God's time. In God's time. <laughs> yeah, in God's time." That was our quote for the whole month in yeah. God's time. But yeah, she's doing the work that is she's going to school, <laughs> going to school, but also basically applying what you are learning, right? What is the purpose of this education, Mm. right? Is it all, if you read or study about social justice and like community advocacy and work, yeah, it's good to have that framework and context in class. It's another step to find ways to apply it and to be dedicated to the communities that need that support. Like she's out there with Save Our Schools right now, right? With the Lumad, uh, with the Bakwit school, right? And I really feel that that's um, the very important to see, uh, especially as students ourselves, right? Coming back to campus here in the US, right? What are other ways, like n- now in terms, you started with that reflection of how you see yourself within a working context, right? Or even checking in yourself. But what, what is kind of um, your reflection in terms of coming back to the United States, coming back to the United States after this experience, um, especially specifically within the context of beca- being a university student like yeah. at Cal, what has the impact been for you?
1: Um, I'd say that I feel like ever since after that program, I've always been like, oh, checking my own privilege, (laughs) you know, to things, just like, even the little things, like I said earlier, like, whenever I'm working, I'm almost checking like, oh, it's not, as worse, what, to what others are doing, um, and then, you know, I think I'm still like, trying to, take as much of the information and kind of use it as like, what do I really want to do in the future? Like, I know I want to do community health in the future, but like, how can I really help those communities in need? Mm, You know, mm. like I'm still in the process of that. I, I don't think there's uh certainty in that yet on like, how could I help? Like, I mean, you know, volunteering for stuff kind of helps, but you know, I'm looking at a bigger picture, like how could I actually help them? You know, because I don't want it to be, I want it to be sustainable, like not just for one time use. Um, but it's hard because then I'm back in, I'm back in Berkeley and I'm also a student and, you yeah, know, taking yeah. classes, working. So thinking about these things is just like, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed throughout the years, uh, knowing folks who've gone on, whether it's study abroad or exposure trips, community visits to the Philippines, especially as students, it's a hard transition back here because... You have all these experiences that, honestly, you're still kind of processing, still kind of like thinking about the relevance and importance, Mm -hmm. but you're thrown back into the requirements of life here as somebody who has to work. If you're a working student, right, you have the responsibilities and organizations and positions and also the pressures of professional development, which is tied to your academic performance, Right. Yeah. So it's like, you have this kind of important, kind of paradigm shifting experience, but you're thrown back into the machine. Yeah. Right. Once you're back
1: here. Yeah. No. Definitely. When I came back, I felt like I was super patient. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Super. When whenever people would ask me what I learned from the Philippines, I always say like one thing is definitely patience well one you know how like a lot of things are really like slow in the philippines yeah it's a different pace yeah it's a different pace you know like especially with the people we talk to like you know their pace is slow like wait but here
0: i would i would also want to say like the pacing we can say it's slow but they still do a lot of work right right it's it's interesting like I think we have certain connotations here of what productivity looks like or how fast we have to be going with tasks. I think
1: a lot of it is because uh, here we're really result-based. We look at the results right away. Like, just systematically, like everything here is about results, you know? And, And I feel like in the Philippines, like, you can't really get the results right away. Sometimes it's not you. It's the system. I mean, just like an example of the Samifu workers, you know, they should have been, their case should have been done a long time ago, but it wasn't. And then, no, but yeah, going back to me, I just felt like super patient after it came back. This, this was still before the semester started. Mm-hmm. I felt like I can, you know, take time really slow, but now I'm back in school. I'm like super impatient again. <laughs> No, I'm serious. It was just like, damn, I just want to finish school. I just want to, you know, I just going to get to work. True, I just want to make money so I can, you know, build community events for people who needs it. But it's just hard being in a bubble too of like Berkeley where yeah. productivity is so high. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's unavoidable, you know, that you become impatient because then you're just surrounded by everyone's like, oh, I'm already getting a job. Like, oh okay that's nice but then you just start comparing yourself at one point it's just like oh I told myself I'm gonna be patient but now look what I'm doing I'm like looking for jobs already so you get dragged into that shift of like being impatient
0: it's crazy that it is a productivity bubble in Berkeley especially even when it comes to Google Calendar like I remember that last year I remember I would have all the weekends booked already for events or for commitments like three months ahead (laughs) like for this retreat this organization's planning meeting this and that like way ahead yeah then i'm like is this are we are we planning for a wedding or something (laughs) this is like way ahead in time like months down and it's interesting like those have been th- That practice has been so normalized
1: Yeah, co- and really normalized Sometimes we even compare Oh, look how colorful my Google calendar <laughs> yeah. is Because of all the events that you have to do And I don't think that's good, you know like yeah. You should have as much open space there <laughs> For yourself And that's for the true. things that you want to do But, that's true. but that's true. we're making it Normal that, oh shit, it's so colorful There's so many things you have to do No, we shouldn't do that That's
0: true <laughs> I think Bro, that's why my last semester, that's when I experienced my first freaking panic attack. I think yeah. that's that's what happens when you just load, 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 go, 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 head yeah. to the grindstone without the proper valves release. It's like a pressure cooker. Yeah. Right? And then eventually you need to flip the vent on and it goes... F- or else that shit fucking bursts rather than a slow, consistent yeah, release. Yeah, because then you don't have that white gap that's for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. your sleeping isn't enough. You need time that you're awake and you're, you know, meditating. You need time to refresh. But- How do you see yourself moving
0: forward? Like, what's what's your plans in terms of um, community health, and what what's the vision look like for you in terms of like? This this I know we're talking about professional development stuff now, but then, yeah, it's not a job interview. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, more yeah. like on a on a creative tip. Like I really wonder I really wanna understand what do you see and to educate me a little bit, what does this community yeah, yeah. health mean yeah, and yeah. how does so I really, like, these experiences yeah, yeah. like impact yeah. it now?
1: Yeah, so a lot of what I do is around like community health centers. I feel like there's a really big need for community health centers. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. just for context, community health centers does more than like do more like than uh than a medical clinic. Um, cuz community health centers give you resources for basically anything you need. So right now, um I'm a volunteer at Mabuhai Health Center, um and we basically have the same standard of like we still check patients medically, you know, dental. Um, and then, but the main thing that we focus on is their resources that they can get from us. So community community health centers, like if you need housing, for example, they can relate you to someone that, you know, can help you get housing. Or let's say you need therapy. Where can you get like um, therapy for, for, for a low cost? You know, and- the, the context of community health center really is like a public health because it's not just medical. It's anything you need in general. So for me, being involved in that, I'm giving access to a lot of people to whatever they need. Mm. Not it's just like medical care, you know. Resource brokering right. also and like making sure those are available for folks. Mm-hmm.
0: Word. like. I I've told you in private but it is I think a very like important like story just our experience me losing my insurance bro. Yeah. That shit was scary realizing cuz I thought cuz 2 years ago or so Berkeley used to give you a whole semester after you graduate for of insurance coverage yeah. i think just a year and a half or a year ago they switched providers and so they only give you now coverage like three weeks after your official graduation date yeah and i didn't know that because i was still <laughs> in this mindset of like oh i'm good for another <laughs> semester yeah and then when your boy got some this cough this little phlegm coming out and ear issue i'm like damn i should go to the doctor and i see my shit expired uh in july i think end of july and i was like i felt naked like bro i have no insurance like what happens if something i break my arm or something like i trip (laughs) i felt so like vulnerable yeah i can't even get a checkup for a cough yeah and then when you the average price market price for an office visit we're talking about 30 minutes two hundred dollars yeah two hundred dollars for an office visit just to be like, yo, doc, I have a cough. Like, can I get antibiotics? Right? That's many that I, I have no access to. Like, I can't spend that much.
1: That's for- a lot. Yeah. No, that's why community health center exists. It's for the vulnerable. Like, it's for the vulnerable population serving some, mo- most of the time, the uninsured. Because how how is the uninsured going to get insured if they do not even know the system?
0: uh. uh.
1: Like honestly, that's one of my main reasons. Like that's why I wanted to study public health. Like, like I wrote in my my application for public health is that I didn't even know how to use the system. Mm-hmm. Like when Obama became president, like everyone had to get you know insurance, health insurance. And If you don't get it, you used to used to have to provide get a, a reason why, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, when we had insurance, we didn't even know how to use it. And that's the thing. I was like, you know, for low-income families, the vulnerable. How are they gonna get insurance if they've never had it? Mm-hmm. Or just the system in general. It's like it has its own jargon mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. words. Like, what is you know PPC? You know, what is a like? HMO? Like, bro, even <laughs> me when I was just signing up for
0: MediCal, yeah, uh, uncovered California, right for low income. I I. Even with my Berkeley-ass degree in social welfare, I had to go to a worker because I was like, dude, I do not understand the difference of covered California yep. versus medical. Like, do I sign up for this or that? And then, like, what do I actually have to give? Like, and then waiting on that. And no, I had the to go to some...
1: confusing. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, <laughs> even if it's clear-ish, like, there's hella... But there's hella information. Imagine if you don't have... That much, even um English literacy to be able to read through all this, to understand like the processes, yeah. or even have access. imagine have access to like a scanner to scan things or yeah. like to or these pay stubs that you need to get and submit and all that, or even have the time to go to a worker, yeah if you're working like wage jobs, right? it's it's mainly. And even if I do have Medicaid now, it is mainly, bro that, I called for an appointment. It's all the way in November still. Like, to get an appointment with someone to get like a checkup there they actually have a walk-in on monday though like with this mobile clinic so yeah, it's, it's gonna be a long wait <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm gonna go like at like right when it opens like or go like wait in line like 30 minutes before it opens or something yeah but that's maybe <laughs> that's why i got this cough i know <laughs> like, I, have, I have this
1: freaking cough when was them? the last time i saw you was that last week the, no. Two weeks ago, two, maybe, I think that was two weeks ago. No? Maybe, yeah, yeah. I think that was two weeks ago, and you're already coughing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> bro, I've had the cough and phlegm since the Philippines. What's weird is I hope it's not some fucking many shit, but I don't feel sick. I don't feel sick or fever or mm-hmm. nothing like that. It's just a cough and phlegm, and then maybe it's also additional allergies coming back as allergy season. I'm congested, and now my hearing is off. Bro, it affected my hearing. I got so scared of like, I feel like I'm living in a box. Like I just hear everything muted. Like yeah. when you're underwater or something. Like it's just scary when things happen like that. And I have a jujitsu competition on Sunday and I'm like, fuck. Oh, my you're going to be out of breath. <laughs> and I hope I don't nothing breaks or yeah. nothing because I don't want uh, to have an issue of all that.
1: <laughs> you start counting. You can start coughing in the middle of the match, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it really makes me realize, right, the importance of healthcare. Yeah,
0: like the access to it. It's so tiered of, and so many uh, roadblocks yep. or even paywalls, right, on how how you can access yeah. that and what what you actually need to know to get it yeah right so it's dope that you're with mabuhai health center like i know you've been with them for a few years right yeah for three years now yeah for three years do you feel you're going to be working within the asian phil am community afterwards i want to feel like
1: yeah i want to definitely want to because you know i feel like we're part of the vulnerable population you know a lot of asian american immigrants you know Migrate to the US and doesn't really know what's going on, you know? How can they access this stuff, you know? And it also feels good to me just serving my own community, you know? Like being able to see people get access, like uh, uh. tell them what they don't know. I mean, that's why I really got involved with APER because a lot of what we do is like service projects, we do research, we do um, advocacy for these people. Um, and Health is everything, you know, like everything we do affects your health. You know, actually Richmond, um, this is cool, uh, but they have a health for all policy now. So any policy that they pass, they try to relate it back to health. How could they affect the people? What do you mean? Like any policy? Yeah, any policy, like if they're going to have a policy on like, for example, you know, um, the transportation, how could it impact like what about disabled people you know mm-hmm. like they relate it back to health some way somehow yeah that's cool i know what's mainly is i know
0: richmond has had mad health issues oh yeah for sure Be, because the of the exposure refining, the, to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah to oil, chemicals oil yeah like um, I know they had the h- highest heart and lung. Yeah, uh, and it's actually right.
1: at different parts of Richmond, which is because I did a case study just last semester of Richmond. It's like one part is really like exposed to toxic chemicals, and one part is just healthy. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's why zip code like in public zip health, codes, yep. zip code literally dictates like how oh, long you're gonna live. Shit. Yeah.
0: I need to check out nine four zero one five. Cause I know we have issues here with um, uh, cause we're near the airport. Right. And a lot of communities that yeah. get uh, flown over by airports have a lot of health. Yeah. And lo- my lungs. Maybe it's fucking SFO. Maybe this shit is SFO. <laughs> oh my god, I'm coming for y'all with a lawsuit, bruh. Like oh my god, and I I've also actually had health, uh, lung issues though, uh, even <laughs> as a kid, but it's always been in, uh, we've always been in somewhat, not like the richest neighborhoods yeah. like, too. So I, there's definitely impact uh, also about our society of where yeah. you're from, but damn, like I'm pretty sure hella people in Manila are fucked up. Yeah. With the, i mean the, <laughs> the air was when bad, you're landing lad, when you're
1: landing in manila, you see like the sky went from like clear skies and into like gray and then once you're like above manila it's just like brown blackish clouds <laughs>
0: it's just mainly how and then i got to visit other places i got to go to iloilo bacola this the summer it was nice you have more of a fresh breeze the air even in their city center area right well,
1: even if there's malls and stuff it feels cleaner than Manila I when we like, went to Banaue, remember like waking up yeah. and then watching the sunrise it was oh. it felt like fresh air like just coming from from the trees Banaue, we got to try Beetle Nut yeah
0: <laughs> what do you think of Beetle Nut
1: <laughs> I should have to post
0: that video of me almost fainting still
1: (laughs) it was was, did you feel uh, the warmth in your body I felt the I felt the head rush I felt it Um, I felt it for quite a while too probably like an hour 30 minutes to an hour like it it obviously died down it had like come up and like peak and like come down and then but but but, Filipino Zed (laughs) but yeah, I felt it, but the taste, man. Like I don't. <laughs> it was pretty disgusting. It was bad, yeah. So it's a
0: bee, it's a nut the, uh, from a tree. Yeah, that we wrap in the leaf of the betel nut tobacco. And, and lime, lime right yeah. lime uh, which is like ground up seashell yeah that like with this white powder thing that actually looked like cocaine <laughs> but, <laughs> but like was trip everybody there in Benaui was doing it yeah right because it's like their cigarettes. morning coffee instead of cigarettes right but then I definitely got the head rush yeah I ended up liking chewing on shit and spinning on <laughs> spinning on some shit I don't no, know why. but
1: it was really better <laughs> it was uh, it was gross
0: yeah <laughs> 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 and every time you spit it's red.
1: Yeah. Like, it's that's just the, that's the thing of it. Yeah. it's not even yeah. red, it's like brown is red. It's Brownish like red. It's maroon like dirty
0: maroon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> bro I ended because of that, I ended up chewing tobacco more throughout the next month and stuff because I, I ended up liking it, And I ended up getting ganga, like going to different marketplaces, <laughs> trying to find Yanga and then uh buying even dip to like try chewing tobacco and all i ended I didn't end up liking dip like uh but I ended up liking like the <laughs> big tobacco leaf and everything. Man, <laughs> bad, bad vices. And then, just recently, I got, I bought uh, nicotine gum Amen. just to just mess around <laughs> with it, and I ended up liking it. Uh, but That's what Nick does to you. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I think really... I'm getting off uh, 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 once I finished the pack because I was like, I'm not wasting this. I'm not gonna <laughs> buy anymore. Yeah. But you definitely feel the rush and yeah. like kind of like kind of a flow a little bit uh, from it. Um but I can definitely see why people get addicted yeah and like stay on it right especially with this whole freaking controversy over vaping and yeah jewel and everything now <laughs> like, there's man, still so many addictions so many addictions <laughs> you're, you're talking to me so many addictions
1: bro like that's the that that's oh, I also issues. I, I said there's so many other issues that are more important oh, than, really? <laughs> than, 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 than vaping, you know, oh, with, the, yep, with the new yep.
0: law and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. they not I mean look at all the people who've died from other shit, like shootings, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: nothing happening there. But immigration. <laughs> immigration. I mean eyes still everywhere, you know, like really I mean, just really scaring people. You know, even with public charge I don't know if you know public charge' is like one. so public charge is basically this new law that um, Trump is trying to pass that if you're undocumented and if you and if you've used a lot of the uh,
0: public services, public services
1: uh-huh. they will basically go against you when you try to get your citizenship status oh, like you yeah so even now what's included is Medical. Oh shit So if someone
0: Undocumented Uses Medi-Cal Or any of those Social services It'll count against them When they're Trying to to Attain their citizenship citizenship. here In the US Yeah Fuck You know what's mainly, bro I even I, I don't know how I was just fucking Surfing The internet I come across A website That Is advocating To get rid Of birthright Citizenship so that uh, you, because it's this kind of anti-immigrant rhetoric of like, oh, they only come here so they can have kids here, so
1: they'll be immigrant. I, yeah, the be anchor citizens. baby. That's what the inc- the term anchor baby. came Oh, mean. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, hear that term. so you know how like um, undocumented would give birth here, and then the baby would be full on U.S. citizen, and then when the baby grows up, can. Basically petitioned, petitioned yeah. their parents and then now everyone's a citizen.
0: Yeah. So there's this there's I just saw the website where hella people on it like just talking just and you could you could feel the the racial yeah tinge there but they're all advocating to get rid of birthright citizenship like we're americans and we're the ones who built the nation and like it should stay with our lineage not just if you come here and have a kid here things like that and that rhetoric right and that sounds like fringe, uh, like mentality. And then, but just looking at the numbers of people posting, I'm like, "Damn, son!" Like, who's my thought was, like, who, "Who who's on a message board these days?" <laughs> like, like the old school forums. It was like old school forum, right? Yep. Like, not even Reddit. It wasn't even Reddit. It was just like the old school post next page forum. Like, and there was a lot of people like talking about it
1: so yeah i actually just started watching um this this on youtube it's called middle ground by jubilee like if you know that channel
0: oh middle ground yeah, yeah middle was it, uh, we're, wasn't we're, kim on that once
1: yeah but it was <laughs> yeah. more for dating but yeah. middle yeah. ground is more on like topics that are debatable and yeah one they of them, sit in a circle <laughs> yeah they sit so- in a circle and i'm just like what the hell are these people thinking? Oh, like, there's one with like pro wall and then, like, you know, not pro wall. And I was just like, are you fucking serious that you really want to spend a shit ton of money on a wall that, that's barely gonna do anything? You know, like, you know, there's so many uninsured people that need healthcare. Like, you're gonna spend it on a wall, on a fucking piece of wall. Mm, mm. yeah it was just pissing me off man (laughs) (laughs) i mean i still watch it because it was just like damn this really people are just dumb you know
0: yeah people (laughs) hold on to ideas right it's like i guess it is also like how you're raised how you construct ideas and then how you latch on to other ideas and Mm -hmm. what society you're in what social circles you're in yeah definitely because and then you can have that echo chamber that repeats and then there's no real conversations going on like bro i even had uh one person who uh I considered we were very amicable in person when we were at Cal, just like friendly. Hey, we'll talk about stuff in person, sometimes different opinions, but we'll have hey, da 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 like that, right? And then it was all good, like good vibes and everything. Um this recent trip I actually posted on my story this when I was um in Vietnam in the war memorial uh museum this dude just responded, Oh, you're still a commie, like that, right? Like a communist, like that. A very, very, like, kind of joke, like in a jokey, but like dismissive, like, Ah, you're a commie still, like that. And then. And I was like, dude, all right, let's 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 have a talk. Give me your stance. Don't just drop like a one-liner, yeah. right? Let's see, what, what do you have? And I don't even espouse those ideas, right? I don't even want to say that I'm this, I'm that in terms of ideological... Um, identification right and then like we just have a back and forth and then it gets personal it gets like that i'm like and we're not really talking and then i thought it ended up good because i was just like bro we have different stances here but let's let's keep it to the topic and move forward and then this dude unfollowed me i was like bro i thought we we're i'm still following you i want to know what's up with you you're still uh, like we had good convos i was like there's there's this uh there's this um your people can't just talk with other people who are again they want people to have the same ideas yeah. as them and just, let me turn you let me turn you and it it grinds on people yeah, yeah. if they can't turn them I'm like, oh, oh, damn. Yeah. I'm like, what's it's the like with that?
1: <laughs> they're like in a box that basically you can't get in, you know. Yeah, or and like, then they want to put you into it, a box yeah. so
0: they can categorize you, and if you don't fit into that, it like huh, malfunction, malfunction. It's like, ya. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, damn. There's, it's it's disappointing. Uh, I don't think it's healthy in the long run, and yeah. we gotta find ways to like bridge that yeah. in a way. Uh, if we want things to actually improve and change, so maybe more people just have to do study abroad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel? Uh, what's this called? What? What uh, are you going to do? Um, grad program in the future?
1: I want to. That's a plan. Um, definitely, want to get my MPH or master's in health administration.
0: You were mentioning um, you wanted to go. Into, to thailand or something when they have a public health
1: they do packet. they do they do have a public health uh, study abroad in thailand and you and you actually study um border health so like oh. the health of like the people living near the borders of um Cambodia, the countries yeah Cambodia, singapore yeah oh. um because i mean they're more vulnerable to like resources um, you're considering that yeah, but I, I think I saw I look at their requirements actually And it says they kind of have to know um, The language oh. <laughs> so, so that's going to be really hard uh, uh.
0: So uh, it seems like you're drawn to International education That's actually one of my questions Like, yeah. What do you kind of How do you view international education The importance of it uh, Or the impact in general
1: Of being able to study abroad? Um you just get to see of what you haven't seen. That's one. And really you just get exposed to more what the world looks like cuz I feel like Berkeley's a bubble, US even a bigger bubble like <laughs> what you see in one US city you'd probably just see that in another city, you know? Like and you're not going to see what you're learning uh and You probably won't even be able to apply some of it if you don't go to other countries. Mm, mm. Um I also went to Japan this summer. Mm, Um and it was good and just seeing how structured and organized they are, I was just like, damn, US is not that organized and structured. Really
0: organized in what way?
1: I mean like I took the Bart to get here. (laughs) 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 You know? Like people just walk everywhere (laughs) and Surprising, there was a lot of people in the bar from downtown Berkeley. Um, and I took the trains all over Japan, but you see people are just disciplined of like where to walk, where to wait, um, where to put their stuff, you know, and they're just mindful of how things are. And basically what I'm trying to say, is just like, you know, what you see here is just not the best of everything, you know, there's, mm. could be worse, could be better. Mm. Um, and it just gives you more insight on how you can appla- apply what you're learning. Mm. That's that's why, you know. I think that's even
0: just in general the benefit of travel. Yeah. Right? I w- went to... Not f- being
1: a touristy travel though. Not I, touristy, it,
0: not touristy. Yeah. But like trying to at least go with some eyes open of what you can learn. Even,
1: even just learning the history I think is important when you travel. Not just you're traveling for... Um, you know, I mean, it's good to travel for relaxation, but
0: well, I can't travel <coughs> just for IG posts. No, you can't. I'm just aesthetic? saying,
1: but you should also think about like what had happened there. You yeah, know, just for yeah. the curiosity. Yeah. Um, like I went to Palawan, and I was really interested in like what happened in some of the places there. Mm. Um, and they even had like a the World War Two uh, site where apparently a lot of Japanese was staying. Mm-hmm. and coming from study abroad i was like oh shit this is what we learn." Mm-hmm. there is at least for me even i
0: was kind of just um oh, uh, I don't know the word, not shocked, but like intrigued by just even Vietnam, like yeah. going to Hanoi. And then even if I was a tourist, like going to like cafe shops, just walk around and observing how people act or what the norms are. Even if there's so you know, Western things or, oh yeah, it's a storefront, get cafe uh, coffee here and stuff like that. But there's like differences that you see. And, but this is their norm. And it's like, oh, okay. I think growing up in the U.S., we get very US yeah. like centered because that's the rhetoric here, US number one, right? We are the best. Yeah. Right. And and going abroad, you're like, oh shit, there's like <clears throat> different things going <laughs> on, right, in this world. <clears throat> How is it? Um <clears throat> I want to actually backtrack um as an immigrant, like moving here. Right, what was it like for you being away from your mama and being away from family like this family split? But in context, your parents aren't split. No. Yeah, they're still together Mm -hmm. throughout all these years, right? Uh, But they just weren't able to immigrate together. Right. Right. So, what was that little experience
1: like, and how was that growing up? Um, It was. It was tough. (laughs) Like, I was just telling a friend last night that uh, oh. I'm like used to not doing anything on my birthday because then, you know, my mom wouldn't be don't wouldn't be there doing, you know, cooking spaghetti, buying cake. Um, and, you know, the holidays were tough. Mm. You know, that's why now I'm really trying to spend my holidays with my family. Because, mm. you know, I went through many years of just like going through that alone. Sometimes alone because then my dad would be working. Um and even then just the vibe here of like holidays wasn't the same. Like especially Christmas. Christmas here, super boring. Christmas in the Philippines, wild. <laughs> like really? yeah, yeah. It's just like everyone's super happy. Everyone's joyful. Um and you know, you feel the vibe. But then the school, especially being away, like it was hard too, because then I was navigating everything on my own. Like even mm um, going into middle school. So going to middle school, we thought that since I graduated elementary school in the Philippines, I can go directly to high school here. So, so that's just an example of, you know, not knowing the system, even the educational system. So we actually went to a high school to see if I could just go straight to high school since, you know, we didn't have, you know, seven and eighth grade back then in the Philippines. And I probably already learned what seven and eighth grade materials here. But I mean, right now I'm happy that I took that seven and eighth grade years. Cause then it was a, uh, a simulation time for me. Mm. It was, mm. you know, getting used to the English, getting used to the culture. Um, I don't think I'd probably be in Berkeley if I didn't have that seventh and eighth grade mm. of just like transitioning mm. into even though if my seventh and eighth grade was super easy, like I already knew what I was learning. I needed that for myself and to just adjust. But yeah, it was definitely hard. It was it felt lonely most of the time, mm. just A lot of isolation. Because it was just you,
0: your dad, and grandparents?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then I had some relatives, but they weren't really my super close family. Mm. So.
0: What kind of uh, gave you more of a base? Like, how did you finally start getting your groove or swig of things here?
1: Um, I would say that my eighth grade, I got like a straight ace. And I was like, oh, shit, I can actually do well in here. (laughs) Yeah, so right when I moved to high school, I started being competitive. And then um, my roommate right now, shout out to Abraham, we were like always been competitive, like ever since- um, With each other? With each other. Oh. No, you- you didn't want to know like literally we were super competitive and but like still friends yeah like y'all would hang out together all the time in high school like Uh. he wouldn't tell me his scores on the test (laughs) just because he doesn't want to compare but he would ask me yo what's your score (laughs) (laughs) and you would tell him I would tell him just so like, I know I'm better, you know, <laughs> but that was way back in like middle school and high school. Like right now we're like on the same boat. We're like, we're, we're struggling, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're roommates now, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And cause you know, we also had the same story. He came from Ghana and moved here with his, move here with his sister to his mom. Mm. So we were both immigrants and you know, the, the immigrant, most of immigrants story, you're Just trying to get the best out of it here. You're trying to succeed. And then I guess that competitive nature helped us both on just like going through different obstacles. Mm. And so you've kind of got your groove. Yeah, kind of got my groove. Um, Even though I was still kind of shy that time. I think my first and second year of um, high school, I was really shy. And then not until my third year, I actually kind of did like a, a... a semi pageant around community (laughs) service you know I I remember (laughs) I seen some pictures (laughs) (laughs) Got your skinny boy look too (laughs) hey man I was playing sports like every day I was playing basketball and tennis so you know I was Really in the sun, and San Bernardino is hot.
0: It's hot as as hell over there. Like, bro, you look ilocado,
1: bro. Like, like I was eating a lot, but you know, I would just burn it right away. It was so hot in there, it's 120 degrees. (laughs) that shit made me. That's hot, hot. hot. It's hot. 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 It's high desert, man. Like, it's it's hot and dry. Not even, yeah. i still remember this i had to walk home because then <laughs> my dad couldn't pick me up and i'm like coming from practice it would be so tiring <laughs> <laughs> just walking home yeah in the heat for it and then and then you were able
0: to get into cal i was stuff, able to get into right? cal how has the transition into cal been from San Bernardino, which isn't uh, arguably like the most uh, like uh, uh, you know how some people come in from feeder schools, yeah, right. Some people come from like, uh, I forget this spot in the East Bay where there's a hell of folks yeah that yeah. come in like 20 plus uh, yep. uh, a year, right. yeah. And how's that transition as a working class
1: like working student um, in Ducal? It was definitely hard. <laughs> it was hard, but also at the same time where I felt like um ever since moving here in the US, I felt really independent on my choices. Mm. Um and then my parents um have been really supportive of any choice that I make. because um, I didn't even SIR to Cal. I I was gonna go to Cal State San Bernardino Cause I was set there. Yeah, it was closer. They gave me a full ride scholarship and you know, I would be close to my dad. I'd probably, you know, could have gotten my own apartment and a car by now if I stayed there. But I mean, no regrets, but I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't go to Cal, you know? There was a lot of challenges. But that transition was definitely hard, but it was okay because I felt like I was already independent enough to just make my own choices. Like making my own food, I kind of already got used to that at home. Um, Doing my chores, I already do that at home, you know? It was more on like adjusting to like going back to like the productivity culture that they have in the Bay Area in general. It's just, oh, it's all about the money. And then mm. it was just hard because then I didn't have that much money. I remember not being able to go home my my first year Thanksgiving break because I didn't have any money To even just take the bus. And the bus would only cost, what, like $20. But even that, like, I couldn't really afford it, you know? So, luckily, I had good friends, you know? I spent time uh, Thanksgiving at Jonathan's house. And his family was really welcoming. Actually, me and Abraham spent Thanksgiving with them. Mm, That's mm. their first semester here. Mm. And, man... (laughs) So just being surrounded with like people who are just like super privileged with, with money and then just being able to go home right away, it's it was different. You know, it was it was hard. But where did at least in Cal, where
0: did you find your base then? Like, um how do you feel secure now
1: in the work that you do and all? I mean definitely the Filipino community really helped me a lot with the transition. Like um um I wanna give a shout out to Dome, because Dome yeah. actually, even before I went to Cal, like he reached out to me, like, yo, let's hang out. And then even to this day, he's still one of my good mentors, especially in public health and professional life. Mm. But I just feel like he's been there since like the first day of like helping me whenever I need something. Like, oh shit, housing needs. Oh, he can help me try to navigate the system, schoolwork. He, he was a public health major. He was also social welfare. So he knew what kind of classes I should take. Um, and, you know, a lot of the pill community folks actually really just helped me. My auntie, my aunt, Ray, you know, she was a fourth. Year, I was the first year. She really helped me just, you know, being able to live, mm. um, especially in that summertime of like transitioning to um, apartment life. You know, like I didn't really know what to do. Like, where am I going to stay? Mm. So, yeah, I big shout out to the Pokemon and Cal. Like, you know, some bugs suck. Mm. <laughs> so how do? Oh, okay, this is an interesting question because uh, I was just
0: thinking: Has your perspective? What is your perspective of the and Cal in general as a whole? Um, you shared good positive personal Mm -hmm. right uh how does has it shifted or do you view it a little differently now that you've done the study abroad in the philippines now coming back and looking at the pill community in the context of as at a university as a at a renowned university in the u.s uh what are some like suggestions that you have or where would you like to see it go in terms of like its orientation towards whether that's internal politics external or just development like what's going on there what yeah. do you see
1: yeah I mean my perspective Pokemon hasn't really changed you know yeah. I think it's just more of my involvement has has changed like I wanted to be more more broader. you know I wanted to go AAPI and just not just support Filipinos um but definitely, um, I would recommend really like at least one of from like each org to like go to the study abroad program mm, just so that mm. someone can have an insight of what like the Philippines is about. Because I know each org, you know, they always talk about different topics, you know, has different focus like healthcare, science, STEM, um, you know, somewhere for social and. You know, it would be great if they can incorporate some of the stuff that's actually from the Philippines. Mm, mm. You know, like I kinda wish um for for friendship games we'd play like, you know, Patintero, um mm. the the sport not really the sport, but like the games some we had. Of the to, games like of the like Philippines, yeah. Luxon Tinik, Luxon Baja. I remember playing those games when, when I was still in the Philippines. Bruh, imagine it, if we
0: have the the, yeah, the the something thing and jump over it. Yeah, it's that, called French games, yeah. bro.
1: Yeah, that'll be mainly. I mean, ima- imagine just having that even on the side, you know, like yeah, someone yeah. facilitating that because yeah. there. I feel like there's a lot of dead time during that event, and there could have been other games that we could have been playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're trying to be Filipino, we should put back the focus on the games that we have as Filipino. Mm, you mm. know. Um, but I mean, I still love the PO community at Cal. They're, they're really supportive. Um, and I and I definitely feel like we're one of the, the tight-knit community at Cal because mm, mm. um, even, even this fire of like, you know, dramas and things like that, we still come together at the end of the day. Mm, so, mm. and I mean, that's just normal. Like, you know, disagreements, dramas, that's normal in terms of like relationships, friendships, any kind of... You know, like as long as you can get back up and get together, then that's fine. Mm. What's What's interesting
0: for me is that I dove into it right purposefully, like going into Cal. I was like, I'm gonna just dive into the pill community. It's cool now, being out of it, like graduated, and then kind of like getting a step back and seeing it as a whole, and then like, um, seeing like opportunities. Like, I really wish I see more. Uh, outside involvement in terms of like i want to see more of cal folks in uh, bay area events and organizations and then also even i want to see them do speak more about the philippines like honestly like i feel that we're a lot like focused internally because of course it is Berkeley is a very like, yeah, yeah. professional development oriented uh, institution because it is, you get a little bit more of the uh, folks who are trying to do more professional, like yeah. long term doctor, whatever, lawyer, yeah. like that. Um, and so, so it's more focused on that, but there's not that much engagement with what's going on in the Philippines. Right now. And actually, I wouldn't say that's only Berkeley's issue. No. Like, there are other Phil Amp groups in yeah, different yeah, locations yeah. because, you know, we are in America. It's more of the issues here. But I think there's a need to really
1: be aware yeah.
0: of what's going on in the Philippines and reconnect with that. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, I mean, you can only do so much, you know, like, especially at Cal too, you want to, you want to get good grades. You want to yeah, get a, jo- you wanna get a job. Yeah. You want to get a job. You want to earn money. And then like, it's hard to do everything. And yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to do everything. But I feel like, I mean, we're okay as where we are now, but we definitely should do something more. And that's good that we're trying to have like Phil Studies, this whole campaign that we're trying to have mm, in mm, Berkeley. Mm. Um, you know, we're trying to get the Philippine Studies courses over the fall semester and spring semester because right now they're only offered in, in the summer. summer. Yeah. And then, well, now we have study abroad too. So why are we only? two three months out of the whole year why can't we be be the whole year you know I wish I could have taken those summer classes
0: the ones with like
1: uh, myths and myths and legends contemporary narratives of the Philippines and Philippines history and literature Um, and there's more (laughs) that
0: would have been dope to take during the school year if it uh, fulfilled some other requirements and all that yeah you took all those they're all
1: on the seas right yeah some of them are under Asian American studies mm. but I mean they count towards C's if they're about the Philippines so that's why you're about to be double major hopefully hopefully we're okay. gonna make that work okay yeah. okay well
0: <coughs> um, what's this called do you have any uh, last thoughts about study abroad in general like do you have any message for study abroad folks importance of education or anything
1: yeah um study abroad especially the one in the philippines because i just want i don't want to speak just for study abroad really broadly um for the philippines definitely it's it's like an experience that you should try to have um if it's within your capacity um it really just changes your outlook of what the philippines is mm. um and not just your outlook probably your outlook about yourself too because there was a lot of confrontation and privilege when we has went. it changed
0: uh, your outlook on yourself?
1: No, yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm just like privileged this person who, who has so much access to different stuff um and definitely I should be more careful be careful of my actions whenever you know I do something.
0: do you think you did not really think about that that much? Before? I did,
1: but it wasn't more an action base in, in terms of like. I would still do things because I'm like, oh, I'm from the US kind of things. But now, what do you- I'm more just like careful of how, I'm just basically more mindful of where everyone comes from, basically. I mean, I'm already was, but being more, mm. like, took it to another level. Like, critical of your actions. Yeah, critical of so actions, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Not just acknowledging Yeah, because I but- feel
1: like acknowledging is one thing, but actually doing it is, is different. mm, mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. And it's just a good experience to be away from Berkeley, away from the U.S., and then you really get close to people, and then you meet, like, legends in the Philippines, basically.
0: Legend, bro. (laughs) That's a good
1: term. I mean, Dita is is a legend. Yeah. (laughs) All of them.
0: Yeah. And
1: it is... It was cool to see how humble some of them were. I mean, all of them were pretty humble to me. It's just with that much accomplishments that they've done. Yeah. Yeah. They're really. And then they'll drop hella knowledge. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, yeah,
0: talk to me after if you have any questions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what a lot of, I feel like Phil M folks within the Berkeley campus don't know, like how much impact these people have done, especially in the Philippines. Mm, mm. And, you know, I get that they don't r- really want that spotlight to shine on them, but I feel like people should know that mm. about them. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, the Tidas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was also talking about, like, the other professors yeah. in the Philippines no, right, yeah, yeah. in general, right? Yeah. The, they had depth of knowledge and just very open to just, like, talking and stuff. Yeah. Except that one person who didn't want to give me the, the slides.
1: <laughs> hey man. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> he's a he's a legend that's though. He's a I know legend. he's a legend. He's had of books and stuff. He I just wanted the slides to review, my
0: dude. But <laughs> hey, we still haven't gotten copyright. the slides from
1: the other stuff.
0: Copyright- they said they'd email yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff out, We did but-
1: remind them. I can <laughs> remind the titas because <laughs> they said they were gonna put that in the <laughs> in a folder,
0: and so now there's a fight to make sure that this is maintained, <laughs> right, uh, in the next year, right? That we have a continual flow of folks. Yeah. Right. Definitely. We definitely want to see more of that happen and all Uh, before also transitioning to the end. Actually, I I usually like asking folks right now that you've given you've also given some uh, little background of your context of immigrating here at 12. Right. And then going through the years, different phases through college and stuff. What are three pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self? Think of a point maybe the, or when you were struggling to whether that's like uh, assimilate or acculturate to the US or now or those times when you were maybe lonely or even learning about the educational system or even transitioning to Berkeley. What are three pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self? Um...
1: It's like one of those pageant questions. Right? <laughs> hey, you did well, right? You did well at the pageant. <laughs> I did okay. <laughs> um, I would say... Uh, don't be shy. <laughs> don't be shy. I mean, shy. break out of your we'll shell. You yeah. Because <sighs> I mean... You're, I feel like you're always just one question away from what you're trying to get. Huh. Like if you ask for something, you never really know if you can get it or not until you ask. so huh. and I was really shy when I was when I got here. Um, sometimes' not asking for help, even though I really need the help. How did you break out of the shyness? Start asking like i mean i'd get pushed by a couple people to just ask for it you know i mean i got really close to my advisors in high school and then you know if you don't do it you're not gonna get it if you don't ask you're never gonna get the answer um so that's one um what's the other one um damn two more <laughs> <laughs>
0: first one don't be shy don't be
1: shy don't um, be shy boy Um, what else just be yourself I'd say because mm. I felt like I was I was definitely trying to probably like impress a lot of people like mm. the outlook mm. like because I don't know. I feel like this is one of my personalities. Like I don't want to be seen as like someone who's not the best person that it, it could be so I was It's a always, Libra trait. Yeah, I think it's Libra a Libra. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Birthday next week. <laughs> um so yeah, just be yourself. Don't if you can't do something, you okay. can't, can't do it, you know? Like um and What do you
0: think you started shifting away from? That kind of behavior,
1: um really. just probably like a couple of years ago here in college, because mm. then that's when you know I started seeing people just be themselves of like, I don't really want to do stuff, so I'm just gonna say no, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess that's one part of it. I was always saying yes, you know, like mm. I wasn't being true sure that I don't want to do stuff, like like do I want to go do this project? I was like, yeah, sure, because. That would look good in my resume or portfolio. But did I really want to do it? Not really. I was just like out of capacity. But mm-hmm. being true to myself of like, you know, just do what you should do, what you need to do on whatever you feel is comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's two. One Kay. more. Don't Jeez. be
0: shy, boy. Be yourself. Um, Last one for your younger mm-hmm. self. A younger self. Um, Shit, it could even be someone from yourself from last year or
1: even from uh, <laughs> the summer abroad. I don't know. I feel like I'm still the same person I was. I mean, yeah. smarter, but <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, what can I say? I have to go in my reflection thoughts right now. <laughs> queer chris queer chris would um write reflections before we would go out in the philippines and he said it would take five minutes But sometimes it would take like 30 <laughs> plus traffic what i never made people wait for me it I'm was joking, always I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> he was like let me write my reflection first before we go out <laughs> my journal yeah, yeah yeah
0: that's my self-care yeah
1: it's, it's like, good though um Probably that would be probably one reflect more. Reflect um more. I think that's one thing I really didn't do much. You know, um probably just the word reflection in general wasn't really brought up to me mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Like self-reflect, reflect on what you've done in the past and how it can change you for the better. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I did a lot more of that in the past cuz I feel like when I was young I was just looking Forward, forward, forward. What's the next step? What's yeah, the next step? Yeah. And really wasn't thinking, um, you know, one step back, you know. Um, self-reflection is really good, though. I think we should all self-reflect, even when we're younger. Um, I think it's good. It kind of gives us kind of directions, even though some sort of direction is not really concrete. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. Self-reflect.
1: How do you reflect now? Reflect, I do, I just like, going to the nature i like long walks like my roommate beach. yeah beach or even hiking and or just walking in general i mm. like just like being moving or just at peace you know like my roommates always ask me, why don't you just bike josh because back in high school we used to just bike to school and then i'm just like i like walking mm. it gives me it makes time slower <laughs> do you listen to music while you're walking? Um, right now, actually, I think I haven't really listened to music whenever I would walk. I'd like...
0: And just taking Yeah, time. take
1: my time to just walk, feel the air, breathe, you know, before I would get into Berkeley where everything is super fast-paced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think w- once I get to campus is when I put my headphones on, like my mm-hmm, earphones on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because then, yeah, it just feels chaotic. It's just yeah. thousands of people walking right past by you. So, yeah, definitely... I love walking just walking around um, when I work at the gym my average would be like 10 miles whenever I would work like 9 hour shifts really? yeah Oh,
0: because you're just walking around you're the walking bowl.
1: around yeah really? yeah
0: oh because you have to check all the
1: I have to check weights all the rules yeah so I just don't everything. go crazy you know not doing much so I just literally walk and then, and you're not allowed to listen to anything. Huh? You're not allowed to right. listen or to anything. You, anything. You're not allowed to do homework. You're not allowed to be on your phone. So, do you still work at the gym? Or no, you not anymore. ASUC, not anymore. Right? I work as a the student union and also as a Filipino tutor mm. and a TA. Mm. Yeah, it's and it's throughout um, all the UCs, it's a cross campus class. The Filipino, um, and I think it's still open if you don't go to Berkeley really really yeah i think
0: yeah i think i've heard you know i think i saw tita joy actually years back at uh she was talking at stanford like and just talking about her filipino class yeah and saying
1: that it's open actually yeah, like yeah. way
0: back in the day
1: and yeah. yeah since and i believe a lot of the ucs just started the quarter um i think it's still open for them oh really to join so they'll join mm-hmm. now like in the middle, after a few weeks? hmm Oh, that's Because kinda- it's been closed for us for two, three weeks now. But I think, I believe it's still open because we still have some... People joining in. Yeah. Um, we just had one student from Davis just enroll like last week.
0: Oh, yeah, their quarter system,
1: right? Yeah, a lot of the UCs are quarter system. So that's why it's pretty late for them. Yeah, I
0: have a and- friend moving down to UCSD just this weekend. Yeah, Yeah, I think they're starting like next week or something. Yeah, if you
1: go to a UC, not Berkeley, it's I believe the class is still open if you want to learn Filipino
0: and have Josh Laurel as your TA. Yep, yep, be like, Sir, I need some help. (laughs) 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 Okay, thanks for coming on, brother. How can um. People get in touch with you. What's your Instagram? What's your.
1: um, My Instagram is Joshua underscore Laurel. Laurel, L A U R E L. Like Laurel. Like Laurel. L A U R E L. Like like what you put in your adobo. Huh? Yeah, you put Laurel leaves
0: in your adobo. Bay leaves? Those are called Laurel leaves? Yeah. Bay leaves?
1: Oh, okay. I'm not. Are you sure? I'm the great-great-great-great-grandson of the third president of the Philippines. Who's the kidding. third president? <laughs> Jose P. Lauren
0: Rosie? <laughs>
1: Are you? Do you know I if you're don't know. related? <laughs> I don't know But we have the same maybe, last name. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Maybe
0: my second friend who's related to a Filipino president <laughs> Interesting Alright, thanks for coming on and sharing, brother I appreciate you Man, I appreciate having you during the study abroad, man We talked a lot about shit We talked until 5am We talked... We would try to sleep <laughs> We would say good night, And then there's something Would come up A lot of those topics Were about relationships It was all That was my
1: relationship Somebody was a soft boy Over the summer I was
0: a soft boy Bro <laughs> That's a whole Another podcast Of lessons learned Soft
1: boy What's a soft boy? Huh? What's a soft boy? I don't know What's a soft boy? lambut boy <laughs> Looks hard on the outside But soft on the inside <laughs> Shit, super. That's the, <laughs> I told you that Ligao comes out. Man,
0: the legal boy and like... So did you uh, make Ligao while you were there? Lightweight, lightweight. Like that was like the longest Ligao I've ever
1: done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Since when? You were 12? It, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it comes out. It comes out there. That's why there was like... Um, in my past, like, relationships here and stuff, like, for example, it would be maybe, like, the ones that became my girls would be, like, two weeks and we had sex, right? And then there's, like, the, this legal, This Libog boy, man. Libog boy, yeah. But then in the Philippines, I experienced, like, legal, And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm good without even sex, right? It's just legal it's the filipino shit <laughs> <laughs> and i'm doing it for the culture <laughs> Getting stay rooted in your roots man. stay rooted in your roots <laughs> stay rooted in your roots in the ugat ugat of the league oh, shit <laughs> but that's a whole nother conversation i don't uh we'll have to talk in code names Bulalo. <laughs> you're gonna be in trouble (laughs) um hey maybe we can talk about you in the philippines no is there anything you would like to share no 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 (laughs) i'm good <laughs> Alright brother Thanks for coming on We'll save that As a secret Secret episode Of what will Secret have. episodes Secret episodes Maybe I'll have A whole bunch of Beep beep Of names And things like that But we need one About Love 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 for the person like we really need that from the perspective of like what is the really the differences like how do you uh, and like especially as I think uh, a lot of our discussions came out also as dudes right right yeah yeah. all right uh, let's use the terms to describe us like cisgendered heterosexual (laughs) dudes right but also at least for me and I bounce a lot of ideas off of you like challenging the ways that we were raised or expectations of how men are supposed to act uh, especially yeah. in terms of relationships and legal what that means like what is realistic what isn't what's good what's bad, right? There's definitely bad things I've normalized, especially of how I look at women or yeah. what people say like sexualizing women immediately, right? But then like is 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 looking at women in a sexual way if you're sexually attracted to sexually attracted to them bad? Maybe there but is the but there's definitely a bad way of doing that, right? There's there should be limitations, but I think one bad part is that We don't have that many discussions about it, especially as men. Of like, how how do we actually think about it this way, and what is healthy, what isn't, right? And to be like one hundred, like yo, that sometimes that shit bad. I gotta give it to you. (laughs) You you call me out on some shit though. Like the last (laughs) week, last week you were like, "Yo, Twitter,
1: Chris is being really fuckboy this last few weeks." Yeah, man, I had to. i had to do as a friend you know yeah, as a supportive friend see my tweets <laughs> changed
0: after that conversation because it didn't make me think i was like damn i think i am
1: going off a little bit as uh as a." there's nothing outlet. wrong being open but you know like yeah. pushing it into the next level is a yeah
0: so man bit. i should show you some of the tweets i recently deleted <laughs> There's some, uh, that'll be for the secret one. I made like a a little art project of old nudes and shit, and then. <laughs> Why do you even have a man? No, I'm deleting I deleted all the sex vids That I had of my what exes the fuck? Like, cause I was like Bruh, I,
1: this Leebug boy
0: No, I had a I had a conversation With a friend And I, and I was like in the, While we were in the Philippines And I was like Oh shit, I just realized I had old videos On my Yeah, computer. VHS,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bitch when there was VHS,
1: how old was
0: I? Like that was, I was like twelve or some shit. <laughs> this guy
1: know. made a VHS of his own tape. Oh my god! Imagine transferring <laughs> it into that. Oh shit!
0: But I deleted all that because it's. I it's also like you know I don't think it's good to have like the uh, of exes.
1: Like
0: <laughs> this guy, <laughs> man, uh, telling you, <laughs> and I'm saying shit. If you if y'all see this exes delete your shit too bro <laughs> that's why i was gonna tweet i was like bro if i deleted my shit i hope they deleted their shit because <laughs> bro i i mean if i become uh what's this called what's her what's her face uh, a Car- uh, kardashian if i become famous off a of sex
1: tape and shit like then you'll be a big ballie then yeah And yeah, they're medium balls <laughs>
0: nah 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 but like I, shit I wouldn't mind if I make money
1: if I make money off this like guy, mad money this guy's a quick, quick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with a low kick up in the middle <laughs> oh my god Bruh. shit if mine looked like a quick, quick orange I would fucking want health insurance <laughs> i would get that checked asap bro as much <laughs> as i love quick quick <laughs> with <a> pee. <laughs> oh my god uh, that's about still said now <laughs> <laughs> all right homie much love
1: thanks for coming on thank you for having me do you have any last message for anyone everyone? shout out to all my friends family shout out to kia chris hey. Woo. Woo. love y'all love y'all peace
0: And thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I've got some updates and announcements. Uh, First, uh, there is a new Google form where you can leave comments and suggestions. Please just go to kuyachris.com slash comment. There's going to be spots where you can tell me what you think, what's going well with the podcast, what can be improved, all that. Every comment would be deeply appreciated. It's going to help me improve and really understand the listeners And also please go there Kuyachris.com Slash comment You can find it also on the Podcast page <laughs> Uh, we also have a new voicemail So you can leave a message And I'll listen and maybe Even play it on the podcast um, Please just call the number Leave any comments, suggestion, Shout out or anything Funny, anything that's on your mind uh, And then Maybe we'll play it on one of the Sessions and then talk about it With the guest and uh, Use it for some shenanigans So please call this number 650 650- two zero zero three eight nine four it's gonna go to a voicemail and you can leave a message once again that's six five zero two zero zero three eight nine four i'll also list it on the podcast page on kuya finally we have just added a support page so if you go to kuyachris.com support it's gonna lead you to a page where i've listed affiliate links so right now Uh, We don't have uh, any big sponsor or anything we're selling specifically. But if you go and sign up to any of these products on the affiliate page through the links provided... I will get some support for example there are two cards there one is a debit card to a bank account for Aspiration. Aspiration is actually an online bank with minimal fees right now basically I pay zero so you can use the ATM card also internationally and um, they will cover up to five ATM withdrawals a month so I use this actually in the Philippines vietnam and thailand this last summer and i paid zero fees nada uh, because of the card and its features and so if you sign up you get 25 dollars cash into your account you also get 25 dollars called do good dollars that you can donate to a cause and then i'll also get uh, benefits as well uh, so that's one aspiration second is the chase united explorer card uh if you You spend 2,000 in the first three months, you can earn 40,000 miles and exchange that for flights. So I actually use this um, to get flights back and forth uh, from... San Francisco and LA uh, because of that little bonus. So if you also want to learn more about that, you can actually Google and go on the Reddit of this thing called churning, C-H-U-R-N-I-N-G. The idea is using credit cards to pay for things that are Regular or necessary in your life uh, Such as like maybe even pay for I don't know if you could use it to pay tuition But pay for things Like I use the card to pay for like a flight for my f- uh, to the Philippines and then that was already like one thousand and then I just used it for daily expenses and then I hit that 2k mark and then there are some techniques where you can cancel the card before you get the yearly fee things like that but you still keep the miles or use the miles for the flights so this credit card is one of those entry-level cards where you get a good amount of miles and uh, it's not a high fee uh, for the first year actually the first year you don't have to pay for for anything, and uh, you don't pay for a, a yearly fee. So, check that out. Sign up through the link. Um, next is Airbnb, of course, big uh, conglomerate. I don't know, conglomerate, is that the right word? Big company. Basically, you know what Airbnb is, but if you have not signed up for Airbnb yet or are planning to use it, sign up through the link, you get $40 for a home booking and then $15 for what they call an Airbnb experience. I actually used the Airbnb experience in Vietnam and got a local... Uh, college guide to bring me around Ho Chi Minh to little cuddy spots like a m- flower market, the old apartments, things like that. So basically, it's a cool uh, kind of another trip advisor kind of thing, but maybe the- there are some more like quote unquote local connects. Um, and then I used also Airbnb for the Philippines, um, Vietnam. Thailand, y'all, y'all know the the gist of it. Um, and f- uh, there's also DreamHost, which is uh, online host for websites. Right, starts a good one, five ninety five a month. But there's actually cheaper ones. This one is like unlimited hosting, shared hosting. And I've actually tried a number of hosts, uh, from BlueHost to host gator to a bunch of smaller ones. And there's different configurations for them. But for the most part, after trying all those and throughout the years, dream host has turned out to be the best. So sign up through that affiliate link. If you want to launch a website and it'll be worth it. And I get some kickback. And finally, um, ooh, I saw a typo on the website. Finally, um, there's the Robinhood affiliate link. So, Robinhood is a zero fee uh stock trading app so you can get into some stocks and investments and uh and with minimal spending for example you can just buy one or two stocks of say GoPro and uh, it was what it it's like a 4 bucks right now so it's basically an entry level way of getting into stocks and that's something that you should you should get into and understand you don't have to put a lot of money and Honestly, you won't be making a lot of money if you have small capital, because it's really the rich folks who make a lot off the stock market in the sense where they can live off their dividends, where they have thousands, hundreds of thousands in the stock market, but because of the interest uh given out yearly or the uh, stock shareholder interest things like that, the payouts they're able to actually live off their investments, live off the interest, but. Um, Uh, I I can't do that because I don't have that much money in it, but it's important to learn about these things, especially for working class communities to understand finance, because this is I mean, capitalism, 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 right? That's how the world works. It's not the best configuration, but you should know how to operate within it and what's going on. So if you use Robinhood, sign up through the link, you get a free stock, a random one, and I get one as well, I think. So... Please check that out. Uh, Same time, just stay connected on my Instagram at chris and the kuyachris.com website. There's a newsletter, email, sign up as well. And you can stay updated. I'll be rolling a few things. I'll be rolling a few things. I'll be rolling out a few more things these next few months. So keep locked in. Stay updated. And much love for the support. Thank you for listening. Please rate the podcast five stars and share and tell your friends how to listen. Tell your friends all about it and give me your suggestions and thoughts. Thanks, y'all. Much love. Peace.